0: Yo, yo, yo! Thought Warriors, what is up? Higher learning is on. And is I, Van Lathan. Me, hey, Rachel Lindsay. Rachel, let's get to it. Woo! Let's go. Normally, we have pleasantries. We go back and forth. We, we last time we gave you an entire treatment about a show before we got into it, but I think things have to start off a little seriously now. It yep. seems as if there is doesn't seem as if, seem as if but there is great tumult in the United States right now. Uh, yesterday was among the most remarkable days of my life as we watched rioters and domestic terrorists lead an insurrection on the U.S. Capitol building. I'm sure that you guys are have been consuming this as much as we have. It is Thursday when we're taping this. This podcast is coming out on Friday, so it's just about. A, a full 24 hours that we have to digest the ramifications of this. By the time you guys are listening to this, most likely you'll, it'll be a, it'll have been two days for us to kind of know what this actually means before we get to what this means and the fallout. Take us back, Rachel. What were you thinking as this was going on?
1: Well, let me set the stage. I was at work.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I was at extra. All right. Um, yeah, I was at extra. So I'm watching because I want to watch the Senate, uh, the Congress, the process that, that to, ah, I can't speak. I want to watch the process where they are going to officially make Joe Biden the president. So I am watching as the senator from Arizona gives his speech, objects to the electoral votes from his state. I'm watching these senators stand up and clap on behalf of what it is that he's doing in his speech. And they're so proud of themselves. And then literally within minutes, people are getting ushered out. And I'm, I'm confused. I'm like half watching, I'm not watching. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Someone actually walks into my office and says, do you see what's happening? Do you see what's happening? I mean, I was floored. And I was frazzled for the rest of the day because we still had a show to produce. And we're joking, like, who's going to watch our show? Who's going to watch our show today when this is happening which we've never seen anything like this happen in our lifetime. And I thought to myself, my first thought, my initial thought, now we know I'm not a Twitter person. And mm-hmm. I actually took to Twitter. So wow. you know, you know I'm feeling upset if wow. I go to Twitter. My first thought was, oh my God, can you imagine if this was the BLM protest, this yeah. would look totally different. First yeah. thought, immediate thought. Um, I don't know how more into this you want me to get into, but immediate thought was that this would be totally different. And then I kept tweeting and I said, they are just showing all of their privilege by rolling up to the Capitol, no fear, no nothing, not being stopped, not being apprehended, just waltzing their way into the Capitol when Black folks know they can't even get close to the Capitol and just staying in the streets and are treated in a totally different way. And then I'm thinking, why am I even shocked? Mm -hmm. Half the country voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. This is the America that you voted for. This yep. is the America where people are draped in Trump gear, Trump flags, where the backdrop has a noose hanging in the back, where people are wearing shirts that say Camp Auschwitz, mm-hmm. where they're breaking into glass, like glass windows of the Capitol, climbing the walls, trying to replace the American flag with the Trump flag. I mean, this is half of America. And we all in the wall we had a president who incited this entire behavior along with his attorney and his son. I, I just I was flabbergasted, man. Mm. I mean, never did I think it would go to that
0: level. Right. Well, so let's stay right there. Okay. So I am going there were four people that were killed yesterday. Yes. All right. So uh one woman was shot by the Secret Service. It looks like she was shot by the Secret Service. I don't want to say anything with certainty. Details are still trickling out. And then there were three people that apparently died of medical emergencies. Right. Uh while this thing happened. So four people died as a result of the insurrection that we saw at the Capitol yesterday. Um, so with grace and respect to the loss of life, now <laughs> be honest, it takes a lot to say that because some of the people that endeavored into this, this was kind of what they wanted. So but anytime life is lost, you're going to hear Van say, hey, respect to people who lost their lives. All right? Any uh, Most times, most times life is lost. But th- what happened yesterday was we witnessed one of the single greatest days in the history of America. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see. That was one of the best days in American history. And I'll tell you why. The reason why that was one of the best days in the history of America is because what you said a second ago, you said, I didn't think he could get to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: America had to see that. America had to see that it can get to that. The hardest thing to convince Americans of is that there doesn't have to be an America. Hmm. It's difficult. People think that America is this eternal land of opportunity and freedom.
1: Untouchable.
0: It's this untouchable, ordained by God organism that will exist here on earth as long as there is an earth. That's simply not true. That's not true of America, and that's not true of any society. Society's work. Because of compromise, tolerance, dedication, duty, and honor. That's why they work. And the absence of those things is also why they stop working. Mm-hmm. So for you to see the Capitol building yesterday, for you to see Washington, DC, the seat of power in America being overrun by people who believe in something that is counter, in my opinion, to the ideals of the country. Absolutely. That's what you get. That's what happens. When yeah. when, when one demagogue says America's less important than what I say. Freedom is whatever I say it is. The rule of law is whatever I say it is. When there's no standard, when there's no honor, when there's no duty, when there's no decency, then what you get is that type of chaos. And by the way, others of us that live here in America, the thing is, we're familiar with that type of chaos. Yeah, we'll, We're familiar with that type of fear. We feel, We're familiar with not knowing whether or not these structures are going to work for us. Yesterday was really the day that white Americans got to see what it's like to be a nigger. Or did they? Well, it depends, right? Or did they? It, it, right. It, 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 it depends. When I say they don't, when I say being, when I say that, I don't mean that that's, it's a complete one-to-one. I mean, the fear that it all might crumble around you The fear that these things might not serve you anymore, that there's something at your doorstep, at the doorstep of your country, and it might all get pulled out. That's what being a minority in this country, that's what being black, brown, a woman, LGBTQ, that's what it is. It's the fear that these things do not serve you, that they are not going to be able to protect you because they've never protected you. When I looked at the Capitol, Mm -hmm. I saw a building that wasn't protected. I saw a building that the big bad identity of America couldn't stop from being smashed apart. There was there was no invincibility there. It was all gone. It was just a place. Right. And devoid of any of the things that we think that we believe in that make this country what we think that it is, devoid of those actual sort of emotions. Yeah. And those, that actual sense of duty and that actual sense of decency, all of this shit is just places and buildings. It only means what we make it mean. So if we give power to a guy that makes it mean what we saw on yesterday, then what we saw on yesterday is what we will get. And now... America, having seen how ugly things can possibly be, gets a chance to decide. It's a choose-your-own-adventure book. You're at the last page in the back of the book or in the middle of the book, and now you get to decide if you want more of that or if you want to change course.
1: See, and this is why I think there's a difference. What you're saying, I believe the only people who truly felt that were the people who were inside the Capitol. What do you mean? And who felt that who felt that, you know, it could all disappear, that this is just a building, that things can be taken from you. If you were at home and you were watching, it's, it's very easy to say, I'm not like them. Oh, but they're not like me. Oh, they're, they're extremists. They're far, far right. That's not what I necessarily believe in. That's not what I necessarily support that those are animals, you know, similar to, uh, Well, not similar to, but that's what I think people are separating themselves. That's why I said, did it really do that? To me, I I feel like when I was watching what happened for hours and hours yesterday, it showed me exactly, not showed me, but for everyone else watching, it's like, now you see exactly what it is when we're, what we're fighting for, what this summer was about, what 2020 was about, about amplifying Black voices and bringing awareness to Black Lives Matter. You saw that this country is divided. And you saw how one side of the country, depending on how you look, is is treated versus how the other side of the country is treated. We know as Black folks that we walk this country in a different way. And that was on full display yesterday when you saw the comfortability of those white people being able to waltz up into the Capitol and have the audacity to start climbing walls, breaking into glass windows, Hanging up their own flags, sitting in the office of the Speaker of the House, moving around objects, making a mockery of our democracy. Why? Because they felt emboldened and empowered to do so. Not just because the President of the United States was supporting it, because of their white privilege. And to me, that's what was on full display yesterday. And now you can understand how Black people say they are treated differently because you can go back to this summer and you can see how Black folks were treated when they were simply protesting for their lives to matter. That's what blows my mind, too, about yesterday. Our message is just treat us equally. Their message is we don't like that we're losing our power they're going off of these conspiracy theories with absolutely no evidence. Their message makes no sense. There's no rhyme or reason behind it. We're just asking to be treated equally. And when we did that and we peacefully marched in the streets, we were ran over by horses. We were tear gassed. We were hit with rubber bullets. Also, President Trump could walk in front of a church he doesn't attend and hold a Bible that he doesn't even read. I, I That to me is what was on display when I was watching yesterday. To see the president... When we were fighting just for our lives to matter, to say we were thugs and we should be arrested and law and order should be issued versus yesterday, him saying, I love you, but you got to go home. Mm -hmm. Not the same thing. Why aren't they thugs? Why shouldn't they be arrested? Where's the law and order? Why was it not there yesterday when we knew this was happening for weeks? That to me is what I saw. And to me, for anybody watching, you should know exactly why we are saying our lives don't matter and why we aren't treated equally and why we live in a different America in this country than you do.
3: This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
4: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. I gotta be honest with you. I was dispassionate about that.
1: Hmm. About my speech?
0: No, 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 no. Not about your speech. I <laughs> think you like you. you cook. This, this is this is a podcast that we could really call it. Rachel cooks because you get in your bag and you cook. That was, of course, that was very well said. But no, I was dispassionate about the racial component of it. Well, I think of I, that from your Twitter, from your from your tweeting. I was, you know what? Because. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. And this has been said, it's not a, this was a bunch of white people shit.
4: This, You're and, and, You're so, right. and,
0: and so I was the racial component of it. I mean, we know, we know that that would happen. So after a while, people saying, if this was black lives matter, if this was this, that became annoying to me. Like I heard that so many times on uh, CNN and even on Fox and all of the, the various news that I was, I was consuming and it seemed like a very easy thing to be like, hey, we know that it's true. I think this was a more American thing, and I'll tell you why. Number one, this was a... I, we don't have to mince words here. This was an insurrection that was ordered by the President of the United States of America. Absolutely. Okay, so the reason why I... When I looked at it I at first, I saw all of this, and obviously you say, hey, you want you know that this wouldn't have been able to happen if that was a bunch of black and brown people running the You You know that. And it's mm-hmm. very triggering and it's very upsetting. But I have that feeling so frequently that it's harder for me to grab onto it. I have that feeling whenever I see a video mm. of someone talking to the police crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And I've posted those videos. I have that feeling whenever I see maskless ladies go crazy in CVS and start messing all types of shit up and do like, I have that feeling very frequently, right? Mm-hmm. The feeling of watching people try to take over the Capitol building was something that I, I've i never had before. I, I had never seen it before. But I think it was important that the country saw it and I do think that it mattered for the reason I said, because your choices matter. There's a cost. And I think that was the hardest thing for people to get other Americans or Trump supporters to understand about President Trump. They didn't think that it meant anything. They thought, hey, I'm voting. That's true. That is true. They thought, thought, hey, I'm voting for lower taxes. They thought, hey, what's the big deal? I had a conversation. What's the big deal with, with, with the whole thing? What's the big deal with letting him spin his wheels about whether or not there was election fraud, right? What's the big deal? We'll placate him for a couple of weeks. We'll then inaugurate Biden and Harris and then we'll forget about it. No. Bullshit. Bullshit. It's a big deal. Huh. Bullshit. It means something. Bullshit. You know why? Because you continue to underestimate this guy, and you've done it the whole time, and he's not fucking playing with you. He's ready to go to the mattresses. When he said, when when, when he was running, and he was talking all of this crazy stuff, oh, he won't do that when he gets in office. He got in office. He did it. Right? When they asked him, they said, hey, uh, will you accept the election results if you lose? Trump said, I don't know. Really, if the election is fair, I can't lose. He said, if the election is fair, I can't lose. So if there's fraud, then probably we won't accept it. People were like, no, of course he's going to accept it. He keeps telling you who he is, and you refuse to believe him. I agree. Keep thinking he's fucking playing with you. He's not playing with you. And by the way, he's got 13 more days of surprises. He's got 13 more days to cook something up and who knows what he'll do. But you know what we can't do? Mm -hmm. We can no longer afford as humankind to assume what Donald Trump won't do. And so for me, when I saw that yesterday, I was like, ha, ha, serves your right. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, I was like, I was like, ha, serves your right. Look, they have overrun your cap, hollowed ground. This is not who we are. This is not every Republican senator,
2: mm-hmm. congressman,
0: per- that's like, this is not who we are. My question to you is, then who are we? Then who are we? Because you covered his ass and you protected him, and you, you made sure that he had enough power, enough influence, and enough latitude to kill thousands of people by not acting right with the coronavirus, right? Yep. To to poke holes in uh, the integrity of the media, of the media, to diss the soldiers, everyone who's duty and honor bound, Trump hates them. Yep. Anyone. If you have a duty to report facts, he hates you. If you have a duty to serve, he hates you. If you have a duty to be uh, an election official in Georgia or Pennsylvania or Arizona, any place where he doesn't win, any person that puts themselves, excuse me, any person that puts their duty above Donald Trump, he hates that. That's what America's based on. So because you made America based around this guy, you got what you got. That's important for people to see. And it's not the last time because the fabric of the country is ripping apart that we're going to deal with someone like this. And you need to know what the stakes are. One of the best days in the history of the country. I
1: hope, honestly, Van, I hope you're right. I I agree with you what it showed. But will people accept that? Because I'm telling you, I saw a lot of people who disassociated themselves from those people and what they did at the Capitol that they're not like them. And if you can't, if that's the mentality that you have, but you're still supporting Trump and his actions, then you didn't get what happened. They're not seeing what it is that you're talking about. I pray they are. I pray that they see it. I, 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 I tweeted this and I agree with you. What was also infuriating to me is that there were Congress people hiding because I was just watching you stand and clap about the same things that those people who stormed the Capitol were fighting for. And you were hiding. I felt like you should go out there and stand with your people. Stand with them. You're the one who encouraged us and incited this.
0: You know, you know what else was funny? Is during the protests that happened this summer, you saw, you know, all types of celebrities, big wigs at these protests. Yeah. I was looking through that crowd for Scott Bale and Kid Rock and John Voigt. And anybody who talks that bitch shit on social media, I was looking in the crowd for these people when it was really going down. I hope these people understand they're not going to jail for you. They're going to have your silly ass out there getting shot up. Actually, not getting shot up, but out there look acting a fool. They're not going to do all of this. They're going to rile you up. Was was the president's kids out there?
1: They're going to rile you up and bail you out because that's what they did for college. Right.
0: They might. That's what they did. Now, let's talk about some things. Let's talk about some of the fallout here. So, since this has happened, and we are, once again, doing this podcast, it's now 324 here on the West Coast on Thursday. So, there's been some movement already. We have seen some resignations from Trump. First of all, before I even get into that, we should uh, kind of pinpoint the moment that we're in. President Trump is in at least... For most of the Republican Party, he's in a war of wills with most of the Republican Party now. You've seen even stalwarts like Lindsey Graham, uh, Mitch McConnell, obviously Vice Vice President Mike Pence break with the president in very public ways. Vice President Mike Pence and President Trump right now are at odds. We've never seen anything like this before in American government to where you have, at least in my lifetime of American government, I'm sure we can go back in the, the annals of history. I wonder why I always wonder why it's not anals of history. <laughs> I, I, but maybe
1: because the, because they have two different meanings.
0: But you thought I about feel that? Like, I we feel do like that it should, all the
1: time in the English language.
0: But I feel like it should be anals because you got to go into the anals of history. And that makes sense. Put your hands down. It makes sense to I go into the <laughs> anals.
1: Put your hands down. That would make sense? Keep going. Be, be real. <laughs>
0: going and think yes, about going into it, the anals of history and yes, getting to this like dance. going to the depths, get, get, get. the bowels of history. It should be annals. It should be annals. Well, all
2: right.
0: I mean, <laughs> there, there's actually a
2: word, annals. You know that, right? I, I get that's it. That's
0: what he I, said, yeah. Look, look, see, Jackson?
2: Jackson, do you know, that do you know what Jackson? that word means? Like, what? annals. The annals, I just used yes, the word. Yes, he
1: wants to know why it's not pronounced annals.
2: Because there's two ends.
0: Oh, but it. okay. Well, no, now, Jackson, that. that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Why? Do you know the word? It's N no, N A L S. He just, he ja- just didn't Jackson, know the spelling. Jackson. Didn't Jackson, know the spelling. Jackson. Let me tell you something about people like myself. <laughs> people like <laughs> look at that little girl. <laughs> Jackson. That was a shitty. That was a, like a little. That was a little. <laughs> I beat your laugh. Fuck it. I'm not explaining myself <laughs> to you, Jackson. I'm moving on. Can't. You know what? Annals of history. That's the next. That's gonna be. That, that, that's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> it's the annals of history. I love it. You mean? Know, get to serve me. Uh, Anyway, but yes, so the president and the vice president are completely at odds. It's a real thing. Um, So that's where we stand in terms of that. Uh, President Trump, uh, it was reported that President Trump had tried to pressure Vice President Pence into uh, some sort of demonstration or not accepting the results because the president of the Senate, which is who the vice president is uh, when they're certifying the electoral college votes, that President Trump wanted Vice President Pence not to do that. And Pence said he was going to do it. And now Trump tweeted at him everything with fucking haywire. Yes,
1: because so, he was claiming that he legally, that he had the power to do that, which we all know that is not true.
0: That is, Vice President again,
1: Pence does not have that power. It is com- strictly ceremonial.
0: Right. Okay, so uh, as far as where we stand right now, three people uh, of note have resigned former White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney, who was, oh, I guess, the special... I didn't know it was Mick Mulvaney. Well, yeah, he's now the special envoy to North Carolina. Not North Carolina. Northern Ireland. <laughs> we don't mm-hmm. need one for North mm-hmm. Carolina. To Northern Ireland. <laughs> um, uh, and do you then have uh, First Lady Melania Trump's, her Chief of Staff has also retired, Uh, not retired, has also resigned, and Transportation Secretary Chow has also resigned. That is a big one. That's the first member of actually the cabinet. I think a deputy NSA uh National Security Advisor also resigned as well. So uh Chow is actually married to uh Mitch McConnell. So oh. yeah, so she has resigned. I know that. So um okay. now it goes deeper. Okay. okay. Uh, there have been calls to expel any member of Congress that is complicit with mm-hmm. <laughs> Cori Bush. Yes, Cori Bush. Congresswoman Cori Bush has called to expel any member of Congress that has been complicit with the president's actions. So if you've been parodying the president mm-hmm. on election security stuff, mm-hmm. uh, that she wants you out of Congress And this is just the beginning of it. People are talking about, obviously, we're going to get to the 25th Amendment. They're talking about whether or not the president should be censured for what happened yesterday. What consequences can you serve the president with for what happened yesterday? Rach, what do you think?
1: Well, he can be removed, um, I believe, if he has a majority of the cabinet members. and
0: You're talking about the 25th Amendment here? The 25th
1: Amendment. He can be removed. Who right. is what is it? Is it the vice
0: president? So what you need what you need for the twenty fifth amendment is you need the vice president and the majority of the cabinet.
1: Yeah. Then
0: it would then go to Congress and you would need two thirds of the vote of the Senate and the House to do that. Now there's a process by which that happens, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't all happen overnight. Uh the president can object to that and then it can be overruled by the vote in the Senate, but it's something that's unlikely to happen with the snap of uh, uh, of your finger.
1: Yeah, we're, we're 13 days at this point. Yeah, we're 13 days out. you know they're talking about impeachment. We know that's a process as well. I mean these things it would just be a waste of time honestly in my opinion. I don't I don't know any other option that they have other than the 25th amendment and impeachment. If you're talking criminal charges then that's a whole nother thing because people are starting to talk about federal charges. There are federal charges for acts of sedition. There's conspira- uh, sedition conspiracy as well, which if you look at the definition of those and you take the words, the President Trump, Trump and Rudy Giuliani and even Donald Trump Jr. were saying yesterday that that is sedition. You know, yeah. it was imminent. It happened in less than 24 hours in what they were talking about. And they what they were invoking actually happened and more. Uh, but as far as what's, what's available to us in the 13 days, I think it's just the 25th Amendment and impeachment. Is there, is there more?
0: I don't know. Here's the thing about it. Well, they could censure him as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. They could
0: censure him as well. There are diff- different things they could do. And, you know, President Trump is probably going to face some sort of uh, uh, legal ramifications with this when he is no longer the president. It's hard to do it, obviously, when the sitting president. So there's only a couple of ways you can do it. Here's the thing. I think the most important part of this is making sure of one thing. Making sure that Donald Trump is never the president again. Mm. So, uh, if he is, I don't know how quickly they can do it. If they impeach and then convict Trump, he cannot run for president again. I'm almost—I'm not even going to look that up, but I'm almost certain that that's the case. All right, Jackson, since you—you want to be all Mister Right, (laughs) (laughs) look that one up. Um, And I think keeping Trump away from uh, a national office. The, from the executive branch ever again, should be the goal <laughs> at right. this particular point. Right, right. So whatever eventuality gets you to that point, because he released a statement, and I'm going to read the statement that President Trump released, and I'm going to tell you the most striking thing.
1: When did he release the statement?
0: Actually, it was last night he released the statement. Okay. He released a statement through one of his aides because he's been banned, as we we haven't talked about that yet. President Trump has been banned uh, indefinitely on Facebook, and I think they said for some hours on Twitter. I'm not sure how long he's going to end up being banned on Twitter, but he released a statement. The statement read, even though I totally agree disagree with the outcome of the election and the facts bear me out, a lie, a straight up lie, he's learned nothing, a straight lie.
1: Right.
0: Uh, nevertheless, there will be an orderly transition on January 20th. I have always said we will continue our fight to ensure that only the legal votes were counted. While this represents the end of the greatest first term in presidential history, it's only the beginning of our fight to make America great again. Look at the last two lines of this. While this represents the end of the greatest first term in presidential history, it's only the beginning of our fight to make America great again. That tells me two things. Number one, he plans to continue the fight, and I assume that he plans to continue the fight in government, and he said the end of the first term. This tells me that President Trump is at least contemplating, which, of course, we know, running again.
2: You said it.
0: Right. So the point of any of what you do to President Trump now would have to be to destroy his political career as president of the United States of America, because you've seen, hopefully, that he is too dangerous to wield that type of executive power. So yeah. that should be the goal. Whatever gets us to that goal, I think, is the appropriate reaction to what happened on Wednesday.
1: You just made me have another thought. Um, if there's a way that the next person who comes up, you know, who runs in 2024, and let's just say if they did become president, could he be appointed to a position? Oh, I don't know. Well, that I would, would hate for that to be an option, too. So how do we just happen to where it doesn't even happen at all? Right? Like well, he, I don't know. Well, I'm no, sure. Well, I mean, if, if, no nothing happen,
0: if nothing happens, then sure he could. Uh, he could definitely be. You know, if he doesn't, I don't even. I don't even know the rules of that. I mean, if nothing happens, sure he, they can make him second. But I don't think they would. I don't think that. I think that anybody who runs now, th- who knows, you say knows? that,
1: but then you see those senators who, after everything that happened, and you're hiding, ducking out in the Capitol, and then they stand up there and still object the electoral votes. So you uh, never most, say a no. lot
0: of them didn't though.
1: But ah, oh, I took a picture of it. Like eleven Hawley, of them.
0: Holly, Holly did from um from Missouri. Cruz, Cruz. Um, yeah, but a lot, a lot of them that were going to do it. Even Kelly Leffler, who was going who to be a part of, job. Who, who lost her job. Even Kelly Loeffler, uh after what happened on Wednesday, decided to not object to Georgia. I'm
1: gonna tell you, it was Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Holly, Senator Kennedy, both of our states. Uh, Senator Hyatt Smith, Senator Marshall, Senator Tommy Tuberville, of course, um, they objected for Arizona. Those same people, plus Rick Scott objected for Pennsylvania
0: mm. and so, Cindy right. Loomis. well, Tuberville was this was the whole way that he was elected. We'll see what happens with Tommy Tuberville. I think he's pretty safe down there in Alabama, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, Giuliani was Giuliani was calling him up, um, and, you know, the the phone call was late. look. If it's up to me, as quick as you can go. Uh, 25th Amendment, impeach, whatever you have to do. But more importantly, Trump is going to be what what, what Trump is going to be. And who knows what what the long-term damage to the American political psyche will be and to America period will be. But people have to understand the choices that we make. That we make. Like the choices that we make or I what hope this they is. Do. These we did this. Not me, not you, not me or you, but still us.
1: Yeah, and, the American people.
0: Right. And if this is what you want, then this is what you're gonna get. And I'll tell you something else. You ever seen Gladiator before? you seen that movie?
1: I have. Wow! I know. I don't remember much, but I've seen it.
0: Okay. Tell you something about Gladiator, real quick, a little history here. Gladiator. There's a very key line in Gladiator.
1: Okay.
0: Key line. So Marcus Aurelius is talking to Maximus, right? Okay. What a great name.
1: Maximus or or Marcus Aurelius? Maximus. Okay.
0: Maximus. Would you name your kid Maximus if you had a kid?
1: No, because everyone will call him Max, and I would hate that.
0: You don't like the name Max?
1: No, it's just that if I named you Maximus, that's what I want people to call you. Maximus is such a powerful name. He's just gonna flatten it with
0: a Max. I don't think I don't think I could name my kid Maximus because not I want to go with something African when I have a kid. You That's know?
1: fine, but it's so strong. It's like a
0: it's very strong sounding name. name. Yeah. It's like Maximus. Yeah. Like I'm Maximus, yeah. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> uh so Maximus uh, Mar- Marcus Aurelius is before the amazing walking phoenix comes in and you know kills the kills the emperor and all that stuff. Um. Uh, Ma- uh, Marcus Aurelius is talking to Maximus, and he's talking. Maximus is talking about the glory of Rome and how he fights for Rome and stuff like that, blah blah blah. And Marcus Aurelius says something to Maximus that, in and of itself, is responsible for the fall of the Roman Empire. He says, "But you've never been to Rome, okay? Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: That's because, and you guys, I know people are going to go through this with a fine-tooth comb. There were many reasons for the fall of the Roman Empire, but this is one of them." That's because what happened with the Roman Empire was after a while, there was no more single solitary dedication to Rome because the empire got so vast and so big that if you're in Germany somewhere fighting, which is I think where they were fighting at the beginning of of Gladiator, then your loyalty is to the charismatic a battle-tested guy who commands you. So most of the people didn't have any loyalty to Rome. They had loyalty to the generals around these various empires, these places that commanded them, okay. right? And what Marcus Aurelius wanted Maximus to do, because Maximus in himself was so loyal to Rome, he wanted to take that back to Rome and help reestablish sort of people's loyalty in the idea of this city. He wanted him to serve Rome once again. He had won so many battles, but the the big battle was for the heart of Rome, right? Uh I say this to say that America has to mean something. Now, this is coming from a black man, a man who has no fucking reason to believe that America means anything. But I'm telling you guys, America has to mean something the way we do stuff, how we do stuff, how we treat each other and the choices that we make. I talked to a lot of people who told me I'm selfish with my vote I vote for what's going to what's going to what's going to make my life better absolutely so, for, so forget about whether or not the guy is a racist a, a xenophobe a demagogue or whatever if he's going to lower my taxes, I'm all for it look i get voting your interests everyone has to do that but you can't vote your interests with a with the with a blindfold you have to vote your interest while seeing the entire scope of american society and life because once we lose kind of what it, what the ideals of the country are once we become too detached from what it is that we're trying to be you're going to get what you have on wednesday mhm Mhm and you and 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 to me I think that's the lesson the lesson is yeah it's about you it's about me but it also has to be about us and if it's not that's cool too but we will go the way of the romans mm-hmm. and every empire in the history of the world has maybe it's just our turn But I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be. It'll be our choice. It'll be our choice to go the wrong way. It'll be our choice to prioritize all of these things over the society that we're trying to build. We got a shot. I guess
1: we'll just wait and see.
0: We'll have to see. Let's take a break.
3: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness.
0: Lost in all the hubbub of Wednesday, off and Warnock won.
1: Isn't that crazy? That's fucking that cr- insane. It's crazy it got lost in it. Lost in it. You go to sleep at night, you know Warnock won, and you're like, okay, Ossoff is ahead, but when I wake up in the morning, what is it going to be? And then you pretty much know in the morning, most of the precincts have reported, bam, Ossoff, we have control of the Senate. Right. Mm -hmm. It's 50 50 with, as you already stated, the vice president's role, president of the Senate. Kamala Harris is the tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's historic for so many reasons. It is a beautiful thing. You saw the memes going on about talking about a black man and a Jew being elected into the Senate in the South, in the South. Did you see what Reverend Warnock said about his mother picking cotton? And now she's using those hands to vote for her son to be a senator, I, I,
0: it, I hate shit like that.
1: Why? I thought it was I, it was I, his I, quote. It, 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 it was is. meaningful. It was it, meaningful. It it's, it, his. It, it,
0: it, it, it it's very meaningful. I just I just what was the I, other I,
1: thing? You just hate you you hated hate, something else that was said. I him. hate
0: I hate why? politics speech. I hate like no
1: that one. I liked.
0: I I get it. I love River Warnock, but I just don't. You know, it like is that em- not
1: something a reverend would say?
0: I guess. <laughs> but I just hate the way politicians talk.
1: I loved it. It was gave me a visual. So I felt like I got chills.
0: You visualize his mom picking cotton? That's racist I, as hell.
1: I, no, it's not if that's exactly what she did. He that's said it. Right. You, he so said you, it and I saw it.
0: So what you what did... That? Don't, you so you, that.
1: don't you take, don't you take, so don't tell, you take man, Reverend Warnock's words.
0: Paint the picture. Paint the no, picture no, 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 of I'm Reverend Warnock's mom picking I'm cotton. I'm not going to paint
1: the picture. Tell I us what you saying. see. Is it, How I hot said, is it? Is she sweating? I said,
0: like, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, tell him paint the, the picture. Say you. <laughs> you said you pictured that man's <laughs> mom picking cotton. That's <laughs> racist as hell. Like that. Look, I said, and, I saw what he said.
1: You know what? Imagine,
0: like, imagine, though, think about that. No. Nope. Think about that. Imagine you're talking to one of your white friends, right? And and you they say, And they say to you, and it's crazy because I imagine his mom cotton. Think no, about how pissed off you'll be. I would like, say what, that, Don't you fix your brain to imagine a black person... It's
1: not the same thing. And It I, is. And I, and I would, no, it's not the same thing. It's not mm-hmm. the same thing. And I think it's powerful that he mm-hmm. said it because sometimes people think they are so far removed from how things were and used to be for black people. And his mother, is what he was saying, used to do this, and now she is watching her son do this. I think that's powerful. You're not going to take that away from me. And you're not going to take away from the message that shows what they did in Georgia. Look what we can do when we come together. This right here, Georgia, such a historic state where there's been so much that has happened, where they have tried to suppress our votes. This is why they've tried to suppress our votes for this very reason. Because when we come together and we use our voices and we use our votes, then we have power. And they have been trying to take away that power up until that still it hasn't even stopped and you have such powerful people who've been boots on the ground trying to spread awareness i think it was they doubled what the last vote was for this race Mm -hmm. 4.4 million people voted in the election you guys look at what happened in georgia and take for all people who say my vote doesn't count it's not important look at georgia Remember this election and remember what happened. It was bigger than just the fact that we have made history in Georgia with the Senate. It's what that win has done for the Senate as a whole and the power that is going to be put back in the hands of the Democrats. And hopefully we can get things done with the president who's Democrat and now with a Senate that's Democrat, in addition to a House that's Democrat. Mm -hmm. So
0: what kind of bag was Reverend Reynolds' mom putting the cotton in? Burlap. Burlap? Burlap back?
1: <laughs> I'm just I'm not playing with you. <laughs> it's her
0: walking up and down the roads. Nobody knows. You know why the I think trouble. that resonated with
1: me? My dad used to pick cotton.
0: I've picked cotton before. Why? Because I've picked cotton. I've cut sugar cane. People got farms. Uh, it's
1: not illicit. My dad like, used to do it. So I guess I just felt that. My dad, my dad has made history in his own right. So when he said it, I was just like,
0: Look, the only Beautiful. reason why I said the only reason why I, I say that I know you're
3: joking, but if you, I, I really I, I'm, loved
0: I'm, it. I'm joking, but no, I'm I'm joking about. First of all, I couldn't be prouder of Reverend Warnock, um, and John Ossoff couldn't be prouder. Uh, I couldn't be a prouder of that very of that very American story. But sometimes, because I think it was like Alex Padilla, when um, who's now going to be uh, California's first Latino senator. Shout out um to to him an incredible an incredible accomplishment. I was listening to NPR when Gavin Newsom called. When Gavin Newsom called him, right? When Gavin Newsom called him and gave him the the news that he would be a senator, he got. It was very touching. He got very emotional, and he was thinking about, you know, I just think about, you know, I'm the son of this and this and that, and blah blah blah. And I was thinking, is that really what you thought? I can't Probably. think. I can't think of anything that I've gotten in my life. Well, I thought about not just me, the humble son of a construction worker and a psychologist from Batters. Now No, it's like, oh, that's shit. Him. We lit. The first, the, 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 the first thing that went through his mind it was probably like, hell, yeah. We lit. We going to the White House next, baby. Calling up his boys from high school like, yo, bro, on some real shit. I'm a senator. Yo, that's probably what everyone thinks. I just find it hard to believe that you think that, that that's what it is. It just... I I, I want somebody to speak. I'll I'll bring
1: bring Judge Lindsey back. Bring speak on it. No, I don't know.
0: No, I don't know. I'll
1: bring him to come speak on it.
0: Congratulations to Padilla. (laughs) Congratulations to Ossoff. Congratulations to Warnoff Hmm. Warnock. Let's not forget about uh, Black women, Latino women who also need representation in these same spaces. That's three guys. That's great. That's amazing. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Black and Latino women, Latino and black women. They need the representation in those spaces too. Uh, uh, now, um, look, also like you said, uh, I, here's my thing about this now that the Democrats are 50-50 with the tie-breaking vote. Part of me wonders if Joe and Kamala wanted this. Because? It's going to make their first term a lot harder.
1: As in people are going to expecting that they should get everything done because they
0: there's have no, control of everything? There's no mm-hmm. excuses now.
1: Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I, got, I get that. I can
0: see with, that. With a 50-50 vote, that does mean that there could be some Democratic senators uh, that don't vote along party lines. So it's not slam dunk. It's not a, some sort of supermajority in there where you're going to get everything you want. But I, a part of me wonders because there's still a battle for the soul of the left between the 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 more progressive and the more moderate wings of the party. So there are a lot of people that are out there that are gonna be expecting, hey, uh student debt, like right right away, I'm expecting right away Ooh, I know I am. I'm expecting the uh the Justice and Policing Act. Like right away, I'm expecting the end of qualified immunity. I'm expecting that right away. I don't wanna hear any, there's no reason not to do it. Like you put it both you put it. Fourth before, and you said the reason why you couldn't do it is you couldn't get the votes. Qualified immunity right. was a State poison pill. Now, yep. you can get that done. And so there's going to be a lot of name-taking that's going to go on over the next two to four years, at least two years, with uh, with this group. There's going to be a lot of shit that's going to go on with them, so, so we'll see. Uh, it
1: will be interesting because a lot of people are claiming that the parties are split from within. And so I wonder if people will vote straight party along the party lines or if they'll venture over or just refrain from voting because of the fact that some, there's a little bit of a split in, on each side.
0: We'll see. We'll see. But now that means that it, there's going to have to be a lot of work done inside of the, the, the party to come up with a platform that appeals to everyone. And that's not an easy thing to do. There's a lot of distance, a lot of distance between the squad and and Joe Biden. There's just a lot of distance there. We'll see if they're politically deft enough to go ahead and navigate those waters, you know? Um, now a couple of things we have to touch on really quickly. Uh Dr. Dre suffered a brain aneurysm. Yeah. Okay. That was that was sad, but you know, we don't have much breaking news on that. Uh it, he suffered a brain aneurysm. I think it was Tuesday night. If I want to say, Um. So. Something around that, and then now we know from multiple reports that Dre is up. He's talking. Uh, he is. He's apparently doing okay. Um, that just would have been an incredible blow to lose Doctor Dre uh, like that. Doctor Dre, it's, obviously, yeah.
1: it's miraculous that they caught it. You know, like that's that's all. I don't even know how you catch a brain aneurysm. You know what I mean? Because it happens so fast. Right. I, I just. They, I don't know nothing goodness. about. It. Yeah, yeah. Thank,
0: goodness. thank goodness. Thank goodness. And something else that probably will be dominating, dominating, <laughs> okay. the Twitter the Uh if not for the unrest, unrest, no, not unrest, the insurrection, treacherous actions of domestic terrorists. Oh, by the way, I got some names here. Uh, Jake and Jelly, Nick Ox, Tim Guyanette, and Richard Beagle Barnett. Those are four people right there. Domestic terrorists have been identified from what happened in Washington. So make them Uh, famous.
1: Can I just say this too? Now, I hate to do this to you, Van, but TMZ posted um, a hundred different faces close up of people who were terrorists yesterday and um, completing these acts, carrying out these acts. So go on and look at the website and see if there's anybody that you can identify because it's very, I I went through to see if I knew anybody.
0: and. While you do that on TMZ, while you go on the website and you do that and you see TMZ posting those guys and outing them and stuff like that, I want you to remember while you do that, sorry, it's a fact, that TMZ helped get Trump elected. I, I want you guys to remember while you do that because... I don't know that. I don't know that. It wouldn't be me if I didn't say it. Still okay. have people at TMZ that I love. Still have people at TMZ that I talk to. The reality is that TMZ went all in on President Trump during the election, and there were a bunch of people inside of the organization then that were against it. Some of those people are still there, hmm. but one thing that doesn't, the ha- one thing that can't happen, doesn't mean, doesn't mean. Let's take this back. This needs to be said. So there are a lot of people that are going to do an about-face now. A lot of people. Some of these resignations that you're going to see are going to do an, an about-face. Mitch McConnell did an about-face. That's
1: about the same.
0: Pence is going to do an about-face. Lindsey Graham is going to do an about-face. A lot of people are going to do an about-face now because what everyone else thought could happen actually happened, right? So a mm-hmm. lot of people are going to do an, an about-face. People can make up their own minds about whether or not you completely write off anyone who has ever supported President Trump. That's up to everyone to make up that de- to, to to make that decision for themselves. However, it's your duty to remind them that they did. That's being responsible,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Yeah, it's being right. responsible. Like if I'm if I had an addiction issue, right? Right. If I will have been God forbid an alcoholic, right? And uh, I am now not an alcoholic. I've changed my ways or whatever it might not be my friends' job to browbeat me about my past alcoholism, but it would be their job to remind me before I was about to take a drink or before I was about to do something else and try to, like, before I was about to be a sponsor in a 12-step program or something like that, just make sure you're okay or being around people who might still be drinking and stuff like that. It would be responsible to talk to people about how much they can handle and what they might have done if you feel like that narrative is important to their future life. And the narrative of people who supported Donald Trump is important to the future of America. It's an important narrative. By the way, this is coming from me. I worked there. Could I have quit in protest over that? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think that I I thought I was doing more being there, but maybe that's not true. Maybe there are people in the Trump administration right now who think that they're doing more from being close to the president, from stopping him from doing things. Right. Yeah. You know, I talked to a lot of people about it. And they're like, don't leave. People need the other side. But who knows? Who knows whether it would have been better for me to have just left in an uproar. But the yeah. reality is that there were very there was a very specific reason why that particular outlet supported the president. And was all in on everything that that he was that. that he was doing that was doing his bidding. So when you read all of this stuff now, and when things are, and people can change, and people are entitled to change, and people are entitled to change their uh, their opinions on things, but what they don't get to do, any of us, any of us, I was there too. What they don't get to do is act like they weren't warned, because there are a bunch of people saying, hey. This is happening to us. These people are being empowered. These people are being talked to. There were a bunch of people who were saying that, and there were a bunch of voices inside the newsroom then that were saying that, that were talking. There was a bunch of shouting matches that were happening. There was a bunch of challenging that went on. There was a bunch of that stuff that happened. But there's only a couple of editorial voices there.
1: Uh huh.
0: So the pen goes as they go. Yeah. Now look. Didn't last long. People changed their mind. They changed their hearts or whatever. But the next time a guy like that is coming, yeah, what you want to believe is that there's not going to take broken windows and people dead at the Capitol doorsteps for people to understand that our voices matter too. And we're telling you how dangerous something is. We saw this coming. Yeah. So go and get all the information. That is great. Do whatever. I'm not... Nothing. Go get all the information, but remember, when it comes to the lives of people in the future of the country, it's very difficult to talk out of both sides of your fucking mouth.
1: Hmm.
0: It's hard. And yeah, that's that. That's well not. Well said. The,
1: that I was, was taught taught me something I didn't know. TMC was uh, a supporter once, a, once so again.
0: That- I was there too. I was there too. So like. Who knows? Did I have any control over that? No, I was told no, very no. clearly, I, "You are not an editorial voice at TMZ." I was there too, but nobody gets off the hook. Everybody oh. has to be held accountable. Yeah. All right. Um. So, uh, yeah. But the biggest story I was talking about. Uh, speaking of that, the big story I was talking about was the fact that reportedly Kim and Kanye West are getting a divorce.
1: Let me tell you why this didn't get a lot of attention. Oh wow. No, I don't even have a big speech on it. It didn't get a lot of attention because I literally saw it and kept scrolling, just kept scrolling. Did they file? No, they did not filed yet. It's just alleged that they're going to get this divorce. We all saw this coming. We knew they weren't living together. They weren't spending the holidays together. It was like it was only a matter of time before we saw this type of announcement. And for me, it's just like, you know what? So much has happened. Not that I cared before but I really don't care now. Mm. And I think a lot of people feel that way when it comes to them. Let us know when you're filed. Let us know who you're dating next. And then we'll continue to talk about, hope the kids are doing okay. Divorce is never easy on anyone. Mm. I pray that they, you know, like keep the family together and, and the kids aren't, um, they're going to be affected either way, but hopefully that they're not, you know, too affected by everything that's going on, especially with it being so public. I wish them well. They don't seem happy together. It's not working. I just, I, I can't care. I can't care. It's too much, too much going on.
0: Is it bad for the Kardashian brand that people don't care more?
1: No, because the Kardashians are smart, which is why they have tapped into TikTokers and the people that we do care about. Well, I don't care about, but like, you know, like the the new generation cares about. That's why you have Courtney managing the biggest TikToker out there right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I think they can read the room. They do it well, which is why they've been successful mm-hmm. in this industry.
0: There are some rumors surrounding this, and I'm actually not going to repeat the rumors. I'll tell you why. Then
1: why even mention it, man? Then why because, I even... Sa- I'm going to say it. I'm
0: going to say uh, it. No, I, I, well, you can say it if you want, but the reason why I'm not going to repeat the... Go ahead, what, go ahead and say it. No, go, go, go Don't it. finish yourself. Please, the please, reason please, why I'm not going the rumors thought. is because the rumors seem to be completely unfounded. Like, I don't understand how somebody... Literally, the rumors came from the girl that licked the toilet seat on TikTok. Literally, the girl who licked the toilet seat on TikTok. Really? <laughs> That's where the rumor came from. It came from the girl that licked a toilet seat on TikTok. Remember the one? She licked uh, it for coronavirus. And I'm like, why would we, like, why? Why yeah. did we take something like that and just, like, act like it's real?
1: Don't discount these people. It was a random person who was trolling the Baldwins who called out Eladia Baldwin and outed her for pretending to be something that she's not, which turned out to be true. So, I mean... You like the,
0: you like the rumor, don't you? I heard two rumors. No,
1: I, wait, do I even know the rumor that you know?
0: I heard two rumors.
1: Okay, so I'll say, tell one, and you tell the other.
0: Okay, you tell one rumor.
1: Okay, the rumor is that Kim has moved on, and she is with someone who's near and dear to the show.
3: Yeah.
0: The
1: rumor says she's with Van Jones. Jones, Jones, Jones.
0: Van, Van Jones. Jones. Now, that's the, that's the rumor. You know what? I, you know what? I'm not going to say the other rumor. Because it's unfounded, Man. and I, I I know it's messed just, up.
1: Just do you, y'all y'all see, y'all see what he just did? Just put it, me out it, there. It, had, it, had me go ahead and say my only to take it back.
0: The other the other rumors is totally unfounded, and it's just a bunch of mess. You know what? It, I, I it seemed as if Con, Kim and Kanye were headed towards this.
1: Yeah, um,
0: that's... yeah. It seemed as if Kim and Kanye were headed towards this. I just hope everybody's okay. I wonder what happens everybody's now. Okay. I really do. Like, I wonder if, yeah, if, 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 like, how, if this were true. How, and they they say that Laura Wasser is handling the divorce. You know, so it, it, that's what Page Six said. Page Six is actually who reported this. Um, so yeah, they, they, she's they,
1: good family friends with them.
0: Yeah, Diso queen Laura Wasser, the Diso queen they call her. Uh, I was at. I was at a.
1: Well, no, I'm not gonna say
0: that. You're not gonna say it? Okay. No.
1: no Keep it to yourself. No, no, no. All
0: right. Uh another little bit of mess that happened. Um <laughs> this is actually this is actually super interesting to me. Super interesting. Okay, so uh Denver Broncos defensive star Vaughn Miller. All right. This guy's one of the best players. He was hurt this year.
1: Been hurt quite a bit lately.
0: But you can't you can't act like Von Miller not a G yeah. though.
1: Von Miller's from from Dallas, you know. Yeah, I,
0: Von Miller a yeah. G. So apparently, you know, Von Miller, uh, has an ex fiance, and well, not apparently he does have an ex fiance, and her name is Megan Denise. She is super bad, ridiculously bad. Um, and there apparently are some text messages that were released between Vaughn and Megan Denise, okay? And these text messages are apparently Vaughn reacting as April, as Rachel uh, Sips tea, Vaughn reacting to a pregnancy. And look, they're not funny, they're not humorous, but they are fucking wild. Uh, it has Vaughn Miller saying, I'm so disappointed in myself, I'm so disappointed, she goes, me too. Oh, this is all alleged. And then he says, this is the biggest mistake of my life. Allegedly, allegedly, these are this these are from Von Miller. Megan Denise put these up on her Instagram story. Uh, and she said, okay. Then she says, please, I don't want to block you. He said, and then allegedly, because I have to say allegedly here because this is just the wildest of the wild. He goes, I'm honestly, allegedly, he said, I'm honestly, praying for a miscarriage yikes Amundo and then it goes on from there Uh, and then she she gets at him and he says all kinds of can't trust you you're a liar blah 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 all of this stuff is going on whatever 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 Uh, anyway, I don't know. What do you, like,
1: you said you found it interesting. You don't wait. What? Like, I know you're saying allegedly, but she did release these text messages. Okay. Yeah. She released these text messages. She doesn't even bleep out where the text messages are coming from. Like his email address is out there.
0: Right. What do you think? Should we even do this? Should we even do this, uh, even what do you this mean? on the podcast? I think?
1: I think that the, I'm tired of, I believe her when she's saying that she's tired of protecting this man. We so you believe
0: that, that the text messages are real?
1: You don't think they're real? I'm not, that they're
0: that. Not, I'm not saying that they're not real. I'm just saying, if for us, we have to either, we have to, we have to operate the, on the yeah. assumption that they're real. So let's operate on the You're, assumption that they're okay. real.
1: Let's that. She's, she's, she's Hell hath it. no fury like a woman scorned. They are not together, and he has posted and now taken down pictures of his new vacationing mm-hmm. with his new girlfriend in Cabo. She said, "I am tired. I am sick, okay. and I am tired right. of protecting men <sighs> okay. when they don't protect me." So she released the messages. Okay. She said, according to her, oh you want to refute what I'm going to say? I'm According to refuting. her, she's been dealing with this type of abuse for a while. They've had it. It's well-documented. They've had this tumultuous relationship, and they've, it's always been up and down. This this man allegedly said mm-hmm. some outrageous, despicable things to this woman, disrespecting her in all kinds of ways. I was similarly reminded of the Meg Thee Stallion-Tory Lane story, where she said originally protected him
0: well, somebody because, was shot in that story.
1: Okay, but my point is, is that women, black women historically have, it's like within us to want to protect our men. We protect them. And that's why I'm bringing up Megan Style. And that's what it sounds like. Oh, is it Megan? Is it Denise? Megan Is Denise. it both? Okay. It's Megan, Megan, Megan Denise, Denise on Instagram. it sounds Instagram? like that's what she was trying to do. And she's had enough. Megan said she's had enough. And mm. I don't, and anybody, and she, what she basically said was, Here's y'all's MVP. Why is this man continuing to be praised? This is hurt from her, continuing to present an image of something that he is not, when in actuality, this is who he is behind closed doors. And I'm sick of seeing him being praised when he's talking to me like this. It's hurting her well-being, her mental state. I mean, it's it's absolutely disgusting.
0: Right. Um.
1: Allegedly.
0: Allegedly. First of all, well, I'm only saying allegedly because, you know... Who who knows? We're just covering our asses. I'm sure that they're real right, text yeah. messages. I'm sure, but they're
1: text messages, right?
0: So this is my thing. I feel a couple of ways about this. Everything he said was disgusting, right?
1: Right.
0: Um, and it's it, it's fucked up. Do we want to live in a place where you're in where you're in an argument with somebody and then they see you? with somebody else and then you release all the ill shit that y'all have ever said to, I to each other? think it's more than that. Y'all
3: that talk, to the, if, talk to me about it. Talk
0: to me about it. I'm serious. I'm, if I'm, that I'm, was I'm the serious. only
1: reason, if that was it, if she was like, you know what? Oh, okay, you're going to take another girl uh, on vacation? Watch this. To me, it sounds like she's coming from a totally different place and maybe for her that was the last straw that was the icing on the cake. There's been years, according to her, of a, a history of abuse. but right. ver- Verbally, I don't know if anything else. We at least know verbally because we saw the text messages. Uh, allegedly, those are the text messages. And for her, I think it was: you get tired of somebody who's pretending to be something that they're not. They're presenting this wholesome image, and in actuality, they're not that person. Also, it's an option here. She's messing with his money at this point. Denver Broncos may not pick up that option.
0: Because look, I, I look, I look. <laughs> my thing is this: it, it, I don't want to see anybody go through anything that's abusive, and you should always you don't want to talk to anyone or make anyone ever feel like they're in an abusive relationship. um, it, And so it's it's a weird line because I'm like, this is kind of like, this is both their relationship issues. Right. I don't know. He's I don't abu- like,
1: it, if he's really verbally abusing her, then who the hell cares that she's outing? Well,
0: okay, her. well, let me ask you a question. What's Why verbally... I'm asking, what's like what's the definition of verbally abused? You're
1: saying I want you to uh like I, I don't have the messages in front of me, but it's uh-huh. basically like he's diminishing her to nothing. He's saying I like calling her a certain talking about her in a certain way because she wants to have this baby is what it sounds like. He's saying making that he's her feel say- so Less than like, than.
0: like, yeah, saying you, he said you, a lot you of You
1: impregnated things. me, okay? Right. Like you wasn't a problem when you were trying to make this baby, when you were going half on it. I have no issue with the man who's going to talk to a woman like that, and she decides to out, you're gonna be bold enough to talk to me oh, this way, then the, you're gonna be bold enough for now, everybody to hear.
0: Now, it. now that right there is 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 different. Like so if if you get flipped with somebody like that and you talk that type of shit, I have no issue with someone going, Hey, look the way they're talking to me. No issue. The only issue I would have is that if this was spurned because he's with somebody else now. To me... It doesn't matter.
1: To, if, well, he's really well, ta- if he's really talking to her like that, who cares why she did it? He's talking to her like that, though. So we're supposed well, to excuse if, his behavior just because she was like, oh, you're no, no, jealous? No, I'm, not,
0: I'm not excusing his behavior. I'm just saying if you... If, if a cry for help is a diff- is different than spite to me. And that's on either side of it. Why can't it be both? It could be both. And maybe it is both. And when I read the text messages, I was like, this nigga is wildin'. And I have certainly never spoken to anybody like that before. But a cry for help is, a cry for help is different than spite. If you're, if you're putting it out there just to fuck with somebody because you're mad that they're with somebody else, that's obviously different than if you're saying, hey, this is the way this person treated me for such a long time. Like, it, stop looking up to this person.
1: I don't care if he did it. If he really did it, I don't care what was her motivation for it. And shame on that chick who's with him at Cabo, because I know you at least know about this at this point. I would have bounced. If he had taken me to Cabo, I would have bounced. So you're going to leave
0: Cabo Cabo once the text messages come out?
1: Yeah. I'm not going to stay with you. Yeah, I'm not going to stay with you.
0: So you would never date a guy that had those types of text messages before? No. (laughs) Okay.
1: Oh, th- th- why would why would I want to date with the guy who demeans women in that way? That's not my ideal man. Sorry, I get
0: it. No, I'm with it. I, look, I'm with it. She, uh, she Sorry. actually, she no trip is, to Cabo. A... This is
1: why, ladies, this is why you got to have your own. Because I'm not going to be okay. tripping over you taking this trip for me losing a trip to Cabo when I can take myself to Cabo.
0: Take yourself to Cabo. look. I'm with it. Yeah. I get it. I uh, I I understand it. It's just the whole thing to me. Just starts to get it. It's oh, so man. hard getting into the minds of these people when you see the shit. These messages are crazy.
1: And he hasn't really responded. He said fake news, and he said, he said fake, fake news, n- and then posted the pictures he of said him on vacation.
0: Fake news, and then said you can't handle somebody leaving you. And I, he posted I, the I, pictures. Like it, he it,
1: was. That's nasty. You're 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 showing that that could possibly be true by. You, you say that and then post pictures of you. The, Why the only, do you think he took him down?
0: I, I don't know. The the, the Probably because she, she probably got more shit on him, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> like she probably got, only, the only thing I don't like is anytime, like, um, and this goes on both sides of the thing, like anytime something goes wrong in a relationship, I don't like people holding shit and then waiting and then say, boom, I'll release these things like that, but it doesn't matter what I like. She felt like she had to do it. There it is, but Man, tell you, watch how you talk to people. That's the takeaway. Yes,
1: that's, that's these people think they're invincible. Like, you know, allegedly, if it's, tr- allegedly, if it's true, you know, you said these things to her, but you don't think that, that it's going to touch you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. En- uh, enough. Like, look, you guys, uh, hopefully everybody's happy, healthy, and okay. We're going to take a break and we're going to get to mail back.
3: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Thomas' presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom.
1: Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's Huzzah!
0: A toast to breakfast. Uh, okay. By the way, there is something that we have to talk about that I did not discuss in the last segment. What's that? Is that I completely, for some reason, it jumped out of my mind that she was pregnant while they were having that conversation, which Mm. makes it completely different and much more fucked up. (laughs) So I'm thinking that these are just arguments that they're having, but no, they're talking about in the thing that she's pregnant. She's actually pregnant, and to put a pregnant lady through that, if it's true, is all kinds of ways fucked up. But just, and it doesn't mean... It's not that she's not pregnant. It's any different. It's boom, 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 boom. It's like, whatever. It's fucked up. A lot of mess. A lot of mess. Okay. What is not messy is that it's mailbag time. Let's go to the mailbag.
2: Hey, From Kyle Fauché. Did I get that right? Yeah, Fauché. Fauché? Yeah. That's the one that Van corrected me on before.
0: That's my man. Uh,
2: When Van and Rachel were kids, who were some people that they idolized? Hmm.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, you laugh. You're laughing.
0: Well, Michael Jackson, okay. I did too. Oh, uh, I idolized Michael Jackson. I idolized, uh, it's a good question. I idolized, uh, Malcolm X. That was a very early one. I idolized Malcolm X. I idolized Michael Jackson. But I really, more than anyone, more than anybody, probably as a kid, it was like Bo Jackson.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: It was Bo Jackson for me.
1: So I'm laughing because I idolized Martin Luther King Jr.
0: Oh
3: wow!
1: And I'm laughing because we have said on this podcast, "You're more Malcolm X, and I'm more
3: MLK." Okay. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I, yeah, my mom used to. I used to go around saying that I have a dream speech during Black History Month, from church to church
0: to church. So Jesus that was, Christ!
1: Yeah, yeah, wow. I did. I tell you I was what, probably.
0: Your your childhood seems like a barrel of laughs, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let me tell you why I
1: came in handy, though. I was right. Miss Black and Gold in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, the Alpha Alpha Phi Alpha pageant, and uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was an Alpha. Alpha. So my talent was to dig the deep worst, and save that speech.
0: The worst talent ever. Oh, no. my God. Let me tell you something. Let me paint a picture for you since you
1: talk, since you talk about pictures. Wait,
0: you about to call my talent for it? I must say that in the talent thing of the talent, that's not even a talent. No. Given that I have a dream speech. What? What? Oh. Do you know how
1: long that speech is to say that by memory? And let me just paint it for you. Because I was going to play the piano and somebody else played the piano. I said, uh uh, got to stand out. Let me reach into this. He's an alpha. Watch this. I dressed in a suit, I had the black and white video. Of the speech oh behind God. me, I walked to the podium Horrible. and we started off saying it together. Disturbing. And then he faded away. And then I continued. And then he came back in with the free at last and we said it together. It was synchronized. It was beautiful. I got a standing ovation. I bet and you guess, did. And guess who won?
0: You guess did. Guess who's Miss Black By the way, so. let me tell you something. I'll tell you why you won. I'll tell you how, how, let me tell you how diabolical Rachel is. The reality is that there was no way for her not to win. Because it's like in a talent show when you sing "Amazing Grace," and and, and nobody's gonna boo you, and, and even though, even when you're up there, "Amazing Grace," everybody gonna be like, "Preach take that word, take, take, your time. Time. <laughs> take your time, take your time." It's okay, baby. Preach that word. But and, and so how are you gonna? They're not gonna boo Dr. King. They're not gonna not but give it to Dr. Because King because
1: I was fantastic. Also right. because I was. Great. Okay? Uh-huh. Memorize
0: I Have a Dream speech. Come on now. Yeah. My man Kyle. My man Kyle. This is what
1: we call jealousy.
0: Not jealousy. <laughs> Not jealousy. Not uh, jealousy. Uh, a Josh, barrel
1: of laughs. laughs. A barrel of laughs. Seems like a lot of
0: fun up there with Judge Lindsay. It's like
1: an Easter speech. Can you, come, like, you know, you Rachel, say Easter speeches. Rachel. Black come, History Month?
0: Come, come in here. And Rachel, it's me, Judge Lindsay. I want you to come in here and do the I Have a Dream speech for the 43rd Rotary Club of South Dallas. <laughs> it's legit like stuff like I know, that. I'm no. telling you. But
1: to make it even, what's going to really make you laugh even more is the reason I said the speech is because I was in the speech meet. So I was in speech competitions constantly and I chose mm. a smaller wow. version. And then as I got older, I learned a bigger version.
0: Wow, okay, all right. All right, uh, Jackson, let's go.
2: Okay, from Tracy Bratton Herbster, what are Rachel's thoughts on Tom Herman getting fired after the COVID season?
1: Oh, in Texas, we're quick to pull the trigger when it. Okay, let me pick a
0: different one. Jesus. Word. Oh <laughs> I was my God. Say, when it comes
1: to firing coaches since Mac Jesus Brown. But then I realized Christ. in Texas, that's actually true for multiple reasons. So I felt like I should change it. But no, ever since Mac Brown, it seems like we can't hold a coach longer than three years. Tom Herman came out of the gate strong and I too fell victim of saying we're back. We're back. We hit, what were we nine and three, maybe Mm -hmm. 10 and three. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember what the record was, but we were all saying we're back. And then it was a decline thereafter. We have the talent still not getting it done. Our quarterback, we can't have a consistent quarterback who can get things done on offense, have a strong run game, never really executing that in the right way. It was time for a change. Never big Tom Herman fan. Anyway, um, I think Sark is going to be really good. Um, it Seems like he's worked some things out since his USC days. Mm-hmm. I don't you think you help. can work. I don't think you can work for Nick Saban and not have your stuff together. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's coming from an Alabama Saban, you know, playbook offensive coordinator, I have high expectations for him, and I'm excited for the change that we have in Texas.
0: Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jackson, you want to ask your question?
2: Uh yeah. This was actually yeah. My question is uh what are Van's thoughts on LSU being abjectly terrible this season? That's just my follow up since we get both sides of the football.
0: Well, first of all, we weren't abjectively terrible. (laughs) We were a five and five team.
1: Yikes. I didn't
0: know it was that bad. Five and five. (laughs) We were we were a five and five team. What okay.
1: bowl did y'all
0: go to? We did not go to a bowl. That's right. We
1: didn't hit six games.
0: No. Well, no. That's see, that shows how much you know. Because, uh, because that of wasn't, COVID, it yeah, changed. Anybody can COVID. go to a bowl. But <laughs> <Okay. laughs> well, we went to, to the get, Alamo. hit six games. Alamo Bowl. Yeah, right. So here's the thing. We <laughs> punished that ass last year is what we did to Texas. Uh, but but uh, like, so, so here's the thing about it. Uh, number one, we weren't abjectly terrible. We were five and five, and we were actually about three plays away from being seven and three. Because we lost on the last possession of the game in Missouri, and we lost a very tight game. Excuses, at, at damn th- three whole plays.
3: Excuses, yeah,
0: whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's amazing. So here's the thing. Also, but I I am a I'm not just like a Johnny completely LSU fan. So I realize when you lose the Heisman Trophy winner, okay, another first round pick, and Clyde Elizalire. Then when you lose Jordan Jefferson, all right, another first round pick. Then when you have opt outs all over the team, when you lose your defensive coordinator, when you lose your offensive coordinator, but like think about this. This is everything that left off last year's team. LSU lost their OC to the NFL, their their defensive coordinator to Baylor, a Trophy winning quarterback, their starting tailback. They had opt outs on the and defense. Step, in, step into the twenty twenty season. No, but but no. What I'm telling what I'm telling you is that. It, the realistic i think the coaching staff did a great job considering everything that happened then we we had opt outs terrence marshall ended up opting out jamar chase opted out it wasn't easy and then the quarterback that we have c- had coming back miles brennan who had been waiting who knew the offense he got hurt missed most of the season we rotated two true freshman quarterbacks uh for the rest of the year so to me it's not a terrible season it's not a terrible season at all when you look at the adversity. I know you're acting like I know you're acting <laughs> like you're going to sleep, but when you look at the adversity, I think five and five is a great job by the staff. I think the kids played their hearts out. Now we got a great class coming in. We finished the year, I think, on a two game winning streak. And now Two games. Two games. Uh, and <laughs> so and so and so now it five we're five and five. We're, five and five. And we're, five. we're ready. After, after having the greatest season in the history wow. of college you football. You should
1: give the opening speech for the 2021 season because that you, is a... That fire just, sure, just make
2: sure you say Justin Jefferson's name right don't call him Jordan this time. Oh, Jordan. But you know who his brother is? His brother is Jordan Jefferson. Okay. So, that, Jordan, that Jordan Jefferson? The same, like, yeah. from LSU? That's, yeah,
0: that's his brother. Yeah, oh, so really. they're, they're brothers. So I, I, I'm, I'm an old nigga, so I think Jordan Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, who I told everybody was going to be the best receiver in the draft. Anyway, well, yeah, so I don't think it was an abjectly terrible season. I think it was a disappointing season, but I don't think it was an abjectly terrible season. I think LSU will be right back. LSU is going to be fine. And fuck the both of you. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, okay. Last question. Rachel's got to go. Okay.
2: From Greg Vallejo, what are your middle names and how often did your parents use them?
0: My middle name is Terry. My parents never used it. <laughs> yes, it's Terry. <laughs> Uncle Terry. <laughs> yeah. I just
1: yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't have pegged you for a Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is Lynn. And my, anytime I'm in trouble or my dad's trying to get my attention, he says Rachel Lynn.
0: Okay. That's enough. Get out of here, Jackson. You're a jerk. All right. Uh, that is it, you guys. Um, Everyone, please stay encouraged. I'm going to em- implore you guys to do one thing. Take breaks. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, who knows what will have changed by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow. Um, we could have a completely new government. Who knows uh, how things are going to go. But please take breaks. Find joy. Find peace. Lay down. Uh, log off. Do whatever you got to do. Take your think caps off but do not stop learning, I am Van Lathan.
1: I'm Rachel Lindsay, and I'd like to close out with this. I say to you today, my friend, oh, Jesus
0: Christ. that
1: even though we face the difficulty of today <laughs> and tomorrow, I still have a dream. <laughs> Deeply rooted in the American
2: dream. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.